take a look at the bigger picture. Octavia Morenzi is with us, CEO of Optimus. Thanks so much for being with us. So tell me what we're seeing here. We, you know, we touched that bear market territory. We didn't close there. But um, your thoughts on what the market is doing and how the Fed may or may not react. I think what we're really seeing play out here, Nicole, is the fact that a lot of market participants has, have this idea in their head that there's such a thing as the Greenspan put or the Bernanke put or something of that sort, which basically says that once markets come down 20%, the Fed will step in and support them and prop them up. And I think a lot of people are betting that's where we just landed on Friday. Basically, we sort of touched bear market territory in the S&P 500 and the Dow. And a lot of people saying the Dow, the, the Fed can't let things fall any further. They, they're going to step in now and they're not going to go down this, this quantitative tightening path that they've announced with so much fanfare. They're going to step back from it and they're going to support the market and pour liquidity again. And I think that's what we're seeing. And that's borne out by what we see in terms of interest rates that have come down a bit, both on 30-year mortgages and on 10-year treasuries. It's seeing what we're seeing in the gold market and silver market and other precious metals. And you mentioned Bitcoin as well. All those things seem to be suggesting that, that people thinking, okay, they're going to stop now and they're going to plow money back in. You know, what's interesting is as you say that, right? So if some people are of the belief that the Fed doesn't care about the market until the market really gets hit hard, is the point. And with 20% off the highs, that's hard enough, and then the Fed will pay attention. At the same time, you have Atlanta Fed President Bostic talking about the fact that they could and may need to go hard on the rate hikes. It's not their baseline, but that may be in the cards. Well, they've certainly been wrong about many things so far. So they might be underestimating this time around as well how much they need to increase interest rates. I, I will say as far as inflation is concerned, the Fed has almost got it consistently wrong for the past two years. And it's kind of troubling that they've been that far off. So the idea that they're going to be able to in increase interest rates or the Fed fund rates to three and a half or four percent, and then things will take care of themselves. I think that's going to be a disappointment for them. I don't think it's going to go away that easily. I think the inflationary pressures that we see in the market took years to build up and they're going to take years to unwind. It's not the kind of thing that lends itself to a quick fix. And you mentioned Bitcoin and, and Christine Lagarde with her comment about uh, Bitcoin not being backed by anything. Well, she's absolutely right on that. But I wonder what she thinks the euro is backed by, or the dollar, or the yen, or the pound. I would love to ask her that question. What do you think she would say? Well, she'd have to finally admit that the euro is not backed by anything either. I mean, you know, if you take a 50 euro bill, the, the central bank, in, the European Central Bank will let you trade it in for two 20s and a 10. And that's about it. It's not backed by anything at all. Um, so I, I think it's in a similar position to, to Bitcoin. Now, it has the difference, of course, it has government backing, which gives it a, a lot of clout. But there's nothing backing the euro and hasn't been ever. Uh, the dollar hasn't been backed by anything for decades. So uh, the idea that the right. Bitcoin somehow is defective because it's not backed by anything. I mean, I think it's exactly the same as all fiat currencies out there. Where do you think Bitcoin could go? Could it go back towards its highs? I, well, I think I think the market overall is not going to go back towards highs. I think we might now see the Fed make some noises about, OK, we need to be careful about how quickly we increase interest rates. We don't want to crater the economy and things like that. And they're going to sort of twiddle their thumbs for a bit uh, and then realize inflation is not going away and then have to come back more aggressively. And that's going to be bad for Bitcoin, I think, in the medium term. In the short term, it might well go up and down a bit. But I think what's really interesting about watching the, the sort of path that Bitcoin has traced out over the course of the past year or two is the fact that it's so tightly correlated to tech stocks and, and the Nasdaq market. Uh, it's a bit more volatile, so it goes up and down more than the Nasdaq market, but it's not far off. So 
I think a lot of people had this idea that Bitcoin would be uncorrelated and this would be a great way to hedge some risk and unload some risk and put some assets in there. It turns out it's basically kind of a tech investment that's highly leveraged and is even more aggressive than just uh, investing in tech stocks. And then I take a, I turn your attention away from those things that we've discussed to rates, the VIX, gold. Is anything acting the way you would expect it to? Well, you can always find a narrative to fit the price movements after the fact, can't you? And we're very good at doing that. So we're very good at finding the patterns a bit too late. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of people, including, I think, us who are very skilled at doing that. Um, no, I think things have moved in the direction, broadly speaking, that we expected uh, in, in the sense that uh, we said fairly early on in this, once the Fed does actually take any sort of steps to increase interest rates, a lot of investors are going to run for the doors. And that's going to be particularly the case in tech stocks. And that's certainly what we see. Uh, a lot of people just ran for the, a lot of funds, a lot of hedge funds just dumped their tech stocks as quickly as they could and ran for the exits. And of course, we saw a major correction there, despite the fact that the increases in interest rates have been very, very tepid. But I think there's more of that to come. Uh, and in, in sort of on the path there, on the road there, there's going to be ups and downs and sideways movements. But I think overall, the Fed is going to have no choice but to increase interest rates aggressively to get inflation under control. And that's going to make markets go down even further. So I'm, I'm fairly pessimistic at this point uh, about the markets and basically all asset classes, because I think all asset classes have really benefited from this kind of liquidity injections that we've seen the central banks engage in. So with all that high C and juice that we were fed over the years, now you're saying that uh, you're slightly pessimistic at this point. So what does that mean for investors? What do you tell folks? Well, I think the best place to really sit right now is, is basically in cash and sort of sit on the sidelines. Uh, it's a very, very uncomfortable place to be as you see inflation eating into that, but rather lose eight or 9% of, of your capital than 25% of the capital as markets come down and correct. And even bonds don't look like a safe bet. So if the Fed, and I expect the Fed will have to do this, is increase rates and push rates higher on the 10 year, the 20 year and 30 year bonds as well to get inflation under control, those bond markets will take big, big hits as well. So uh, I don't see any good place to hide right now. There's no real good place to put your assets. Understood. Octavia Morenzi, a great conversation. I mean, important topics here because investors don't necessarily know what to do. I mean, they love to see a green day, but their 401k and IRAs, as you know, have been beaten down, particularly if they were in tech. Octavia Morenzi, thank you, CEO at Apimas.